What do we make of all this Auburn stuff that's floating around, the Lane Kiffin news that they're going with? What do we make of all that? Well, this episode I'll give you a little dose of real and let you know exactly what's going on down on the plains. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. We have a big show for you today. It's kind of a what me worry episode of the show. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKEDON and get double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Sounds pretty cool. Also, thank you for making the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do us a favor, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, comment down below, upvote the video, and of course, hit the bell for notifications of every video that goes up. So we got a lot of stuff. We're getting ready for a potentially huge football weekend. Saturday night, the next check mark in the Ole Miss um, big game weekend could be fulfilled. So, but I want to talk about the Lane Kiffin Auburn stuff that everybody is seeing blowing up all over social media. And first of all, people need to understand the people saying this have really no idea what's going on. I don't think Auburn has any real idea what's going on. Some boosters might have an idea what they want, but they haven't circulated. They haven't really formulated what they're going to do. So everything and all the bluster that you're getting is coming for two reasons, okay? First of all, they need Ole Miss to be bad. They desperately need Ole Miss to be bad. Ole Miss being good is bad for them. And this going up and building up over a period of time, which is absolutely possible, we are two or three years away from Ole Miss becoming what Clemson was. I mean, that's what what we have. You can see it on the field. You can see it in the record. This is happening over and over and over again. They need this to stop. Texas A&M this year would be better if Ole Miss was worse. Um, Auburn would be better this year if Ole Miss was worse. That, that's the way this works. So they want Lane Kiffin out of Ole Miss, period. It doesn't matter where he goes. They just need him out of Ole Miss because in their mind, I'll even put it like this, you've got seven teams, and you've got Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State that they group together at the bottom. None of those three teams need to rise up because it'll make everybody else's life more difficult. When it does, and they ended up down there, they can't handle that because there's a feeling of superiority over the Mississippi schools and Arkansas. The fact that all three of them are pretty decent teams this year is not good for the division elite. Now, Alabama doesn't really care because they think they can beat anybody that lines up across from them anyway, but places like Auburn places like LSU, places like Texas A&M, it really makes it more difficult for them. Now, the other thing is, because they have such a superiority view over Ole Miss, they are stuck with a mentality of 1998 or 2005, somewhere in there. That is the era in which they're living in. Whenever they look at Ole Miss, they assume they have an athletic budget. 
of only $30 million, and you can go in and take whatever you want. Their facilities aren't that good. They don't pay particularly well. Well, that is no longer the case. Hugh Freeze changed Ole Miss, for better or worse. Changed Ole Miss. And now their athletic budget is up around $115, $120 million. Excellent facilities, which are being improved as we speak. And the coach is somewhere around 7th or 8th in the country in pay, which Ole Miss is probably willing to go up even higher on the pay scale. So we're not dealing with an Ole Miss that won't pay. You're dealing with an Ole Miss that is taking football increasingly serious. If you look at the Grove Collective and the NIL, just absolutely growing over the last couple of days, I think they've gained over 1,000 members in 48 hours with the Grove Collective. It's going to become a monster. So this sleeping giant that people used to refer to Ole Miss as in the 90s, whenever they look back to what they were in the 50s and 60s, is kind of starting to come to fruition. You've got an NIL market that is growing. You've got money behind the program. You are now selling out every SEC game. They're going to have 67, 68,000 people at that Alabama game. You've got the whole country talking about Ole Miss. You've got the best-looking uniforms out there. All of this is being built into a giant brand in which Lane Kiffin is weaponizing in college football to where, at quarterback, you've got a former Gatorade National Player of the Year. In this recruiting class, you've got nine or ten four-stars out of 13 players. It's a big deal. It is growing, and it is growing relatively quickly, and I think that scares the hell out of the opponents of the other uh, in the division, especially. Now, the Eastern Division, they probably don't even take notice yet, except for Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's in the same position regardless, even though they are going to be a little bit better whenever they can get Ole Miss. Ole Miss being good is not good for them, period. But, you know, Vandy's going to get better, but, I mean, as long as Ole Miss is the permanent opponent, they do not want Ole Miss to be good either. But the rest of the Eastern Division kind of is in the air. Now, what people don't realize, and I put up in the front, is college football has changed. Any thinking about how to run a college football program that is 2018 and before is old thinking, and even if you do it exactly the way you think you're supposed to do it, there's a chance you will not succeed. And also, thinking in that realm means you're not capable of doing the forward-thinking stuff that is required. The transfer portal, the 12-team playoff, absolutely horrible for schools like Auburn, like Texas A&M, even for an extent, a school like LSU. Because this is where they made their money back in the day. And this is where their reputation and everything got, got built. And it was the fact that every now and then, once every five or six years or something, they could rise up and be uber competitive and get in there and they would take that and they would get in the top two, win a national championship. And it's like, see, we can do that. It, you know, the rest of the seasons, they might be seven and four, but they had that one year. Their motto was to other schools like LSU and Auburn, and that would say about the Mississippi schools is, come to Auburn if you want to win. Ole Miss can't win a national championship. Ole Miss can't win an SEC championship. Ole Miss can't do this. You can't do that there. Well, the 12-team playoff is a game changer because in two of the last three years, Ole Miss would have been qualified for a 12-team playoff. They would have gotten in the field. 
Um, the other teams um, that we're talking about, not necessarily. And that has changed the perception of what a job is. If you want to look at Ole Miss, if you want to look at Mississippi State, even Vanderbilt, because every school in the SEC is rich, you can no longer really say they can't do it. That can't be done there. Even at a place like Vanderbilt getting in the top 12, I think they might be able to do that. I don't think that is like a pie-in-the-sky goal. I think there's a chance that in five or six years, Vandy's decent. They pull off a 9-3. and three. They've done it before in the last 10 years, by the way, and end up in a 12 spot and get into the, get into the field. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. Ole Miss has proven that they can finish in that area. I think that at the time the poll came out last year, when they went to the Sugar Bowl, they were 7th or 8th. I mean, they were looking at having a home game in the playoffs. So that has changed college football. It's no longer going to be essentially a club to where six or seven teams get their pick of the top 50 players in the country because they can recruit to the playoff. Now it's 20 teams. And that's why this is important. Everybody's talking about, well, the same four teams are going to be playing for it. Yeah, maybe, but those same four teams are not going to be as good as they are right now and the system they have now. So it's going to be a big deal, this 12-team playoff, because college football has absolutely changed. Auburn or anybody else cannot say that Ole Miss cannot win a national championship or play for one. Not at this point. It's just not realistic. Auburn cannot say that Ole Miss cannot pay a coach. Ole Miss can go up to $10 or $11 million. They can make Lane Kiffin one of the highest-paid coaches in the country, tip two or three. They can do that. They can't say that Ole Miss doesn't have money. They've got FedEx money. They've got money all around, Realtree, money coming in. The collective is growing insanely fast. All of these narratives are basically recycled from when they went after Tommy Tuberville. They're not true, but the important thing is they believe it's true. It's kind of like those things like talking about the students coming to the game because they saw a picture in the Central Arkansas game when it was 100 degrees and playing against an FCS opponent, and they say, well, the students don't go to games. I don't think there's been an SEC game under 100% capacity. So simmer down just a bit. So it's going to be a lot of fun as this goes on. I'm not worried necessarily about Lane Kiffin and Auburn. I'm not worried about Lane Kiffin in Nebraska. Um, I'm not really worried about Lane Kiffin and anybody unless Alabama comes up. See, that's the story in all this. If Lane Kiffin wants to be the one that secedes Nick Saban, you don't get that job by taking the Auburn job. That's like Ole Miss fans trying to hire Dan Mullen. It, it's not going to happen. So understand this. Those are reasons why Lane Kiffin is not going anywhere, period. But I say that to say this. There's always a wild hair that can happen. There's always hurt feelings can happen. There's always emotional decisions that can happen. But if we're looking at this logically, nobody can tell the story logically that that job right now is better than Ole Miss. It might potentially have a higher ceiling than Ole Miss somewhere down the line. But the last 10 years, they had all that money too. They had that ceiling. And they finished in a worse position than Ole Miss. And that's including Ole Miss with a four-year NCAA deal. The last 10 years, Ole Miss has been the superior program. 
might be a higher ceiling, and in 1983, Auburn was definitely a better program. I don't think it is right now. I don't think by any metric it is, unless you want to count potential. And as the um, college football coach once said, your potential is going to get me fired. So you see a whole bunch of things. You could she's all that, Auburn, but I don't think it's really going to make much of a difference. When we come back, we're going to talk about the 12-team playoff. We're going to talk about the transfer portal. We're going to talk about all the things that made college football change starting in 2019. You have COVID, everything else. College football has fundamentally changed. And it was one of those situations where you can either change with it or you're going to get left behind. Anyway, I do want to let you know about um, Underdog Fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest way to get started and spice up on your college football season. It's a pick em type game. Basically, go to the website and create your account. From that account, you pick two to five players, and it could be Ole Miss players, it can be Florida players, it can be anybody. Um, go in there and look at it, and you, you would be like, um, is Anthony Richardson going to throw for 150 yards or something against Georgia or something like that? And you make that pick, and it's higher or lower situation of all players, like Brock Bowers and Ronde Gadsden at Syracuse. Whoever, whoever you think is going to beat that number, you can, you can bet that number. So go there and make your own picks, just like I did. So sign up with promo code Locked On. That is one word. An underdog will double your first deposit of up to hundred dollars. That's right. Deposit hundred bucks, get hundred bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app. That's my preferred method at the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Locked On. One word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so in the first segment, we kind of talked about, you know, why you don't necessarily need to worry because everything we're hearing is old news. It's the same old tropes that people throw out over and over again without any acknowledgement to the fact that college football has completely changed. There was an era when Tommy Tuberville was the um, head coach at Ole Miss and Auburn got him. Well, Ole Miss's athletic budget was around $15 million at that time. Now, add a zero to that. And, and that, that's the area that um, Ole Miss is in. Their athletic budget is only like $30 million less than Auburn. And here's the kicker. Ole Miss has less sports to spend the money on. So the average amount per sports is actually up a little bit. So pay attention to that as well. But this 12-team playoff is a absolute huge game changer. Like the last night, the hypothetical rankings came out. Ole Miss was at 11th. And they're set to go to the big house for a first-round um, game against Michigan. And you see all this stuff, and you're like, man, this is going to be so much fun. I want to do that. You know, you have Georgia versus Tulane, which, by the way, roll wave. Congratulations on that. Even being an announced for something like that is, is pretty cool. And you got Alabama um, playing a first-round game. And you've got 
forget the other one. I think TCU, Tennessee, um, Ohio State, and um, TCU, Tennessee, Ohio State, and Oregon maybe, might be Oregon, um, got a bye because you have to be a conference champion to get the bye. So it's this is a really cool situation. I'm really happy about it. I can't wait for the 12-team playoff. We're still like two or three years away from it. But it's coming. So people that are investing trying to just win this year and always looking at this year and looking at recent history needs to realize that everything's changed. If you don't do that, you're going to fall behind. You're going to look like Ole Miss did in 1969-1970. You're going to fall off a cliff, and you're going to wonder how that happened. Auburn is now really 10 years away from real relevance. If you want to look at it on the Ole Miss scale, back in 2013, this would be like 1972, 1963 to 1972. Now picture what happened in the 70s at Ole Miss. It wasn't because Ole Miss quit wanting to win. It wasn't that quit, Ole Miss quit having the resources to win. It's that they lost their generational coach. They took for granted their history and thought that that would just cash all the checks they want to cash. And Ole Miss slipped and slipped and slipped. And next thing you know, in the 80s, Ole Miss as a program was essentially dead. And there was a situation where they had to dig themselves out of it. And the 80s happened, and the 90s comes through the David Cutcliffe years. And then all of a sudden it started trending in a different direction. They started getting more and more wealthy. IPF happened. Facilities happened. And that's just a major thing. And then the... Primo stuff is, like I said, 2019, everything changed. At the same time that Ole Miss brought Lane Kiffin in, the transfer portal became a thing. So no longer is it just, hey, you can recruit high school players, you can recruit JUCO players, but that's kind of it. So have fun, build a roster. Now, you can also get transfers. And Lane Kiffin went through the portal to become a legit player as the portal king. Ended up with a Gatorade National Player of the Year quarterback, Jared Ivey, Michael Trigg. I mean, four stars galore. Ole Miss went from a Sugar Bowl team that had 18 or 19 four stars to this year having 32 or 33. That is the transformation of what their roster was. And the transfer portal was the reason for that. You didn't have to rely on the same bend that everybody else was doing. You could be a forward thinker. You could figure out exactly how to do what needed to be done. And Lane Kiffin was able to do that within the transfer portal and build a completely retooled roster in one year, almost like a reload compared to what last year's team was. Now you've got five stars, five star in the backfield. You've got a former Gatorade National Player of the Year at quarterback. You've got Quinshawn Judkins, who was a severely underrated running back. I talked about him pretty much from the signing day on, elite lateral movement. There's some stuff we put on Twitter about him. The receivers, there's four stars everywhere. The offensive line is shored up. Um, the defensive line, J.J. Pegues, a huge get. Even though he's from Auburn, Arkan, um, Oxford, he's from Auburn. 
four star. Jared Ivey, four star. Cedric Johnson, he might have been three star, but he's the best defensive player almost has. Troy Brown, again, a player that moved up, that used the transfer portal effectively. So you're dealing with somebody that is forward thinking, is my point, that understands there's more than one way to win. Now, so whenever you put out there, oh, the fan base is larger or the stadium holds 85,000 people or something like that, that just doesn't matter. With the amount of TV money that's about to be spit out, a home attendance and gates, it's less and less meaningful. To the point where if Ole Miss could go back and build a new stadium, I would tell them to build a 45-seat stadium with all kinds of amenities. Don't worry about the number of people. Worry about the TV and build up for that. That's what Baylor did. Look what McLean Stadium over in Waco looks like. It's a big deal. So do not worry about this. Not at this point. Like I said, there's always some emotional stuff. There's some weird things that can happen. But if you want to look at it logically, it's not there. It's a nothing burger. So whenever they decide a new coach is going to be hired, there's going to be a whole bunch of names thrown at the wall. It's never that group of names. And that's the other thing in this. So if you want Lane Kiffin to come out first, let Lane Kiffin come out first, period. I mean, Auburn's a good program. They think way too highly of themselves. Way too highly of themselves. They're like that... um, that kid that won free passes to like the water park and everything didn't buy the season packets passes, won the freezing season, season passes and just, Hey, look at us, you know, peacocking around. Anyway, it's crazy. It is what it is. Love Zach Blackerby over at locked on Auburn. Even a lot of the people over there like them a bunch. They have an inflated view of themselves, period. Just is what it is. But again, Other schools won't lane out of Oxford, so you're going to see a swell of information on this subject. It it just is what it is. Just is what it is. Anyway, when we come back from a break, we are going to talk a little bit about the Alabama game since this is going into a weekend. I may just do some stream of consciousness stuff, Um, but the main thing is that that groundswell on social media that just drove me absolutely crazy. I hope this was concise enough and I was able to arrange my thoughts because, it, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first episode every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That'll help others when they search the Ole Miss podcast on the Google machine you'll be able to find the show very much there. So should be a lot of fun. I'm recording this um, a couple of days early. So if there's some timeliness issues on it, um, I apologize for that. It's just a bye week and I'm going to Tampa with my wife and um, I'm going to bye week it up. So I hope everybody bye weeks it up and has as much fun as humanly possible. Anyway, I want to move on with this and say this. Every school in the SEC is rich. There's no such thing as a a poor school in the SEC. There's no such thing as a school in the SEC that necessarily can just go in and take whoever they want to take. It's not a bully situation. It's not a farm league situation. Anybody that thinks that is is being overly emotional 
and not applying any logic whatsoever. Vandy's own Vandy has a booster that is the owner of Nashville S, um, FC or, or SC. I, I forget what they go by now. Um, yeah, John Ingram. He, his fingers are on everything. He owns just about everything. There's money everywhere. Now, understand that. Mississippi State has money. Missouri has money. Vandy has money. Kentucky has money. Everybody has money. And it turns into a pissing contest of who has more money. But the reality of it is you have as much money as you need. Everybody in the SEC has as much money as they need. If they needed to um, re-sign Lane Kiffin at $11 million a year at Ole Miss, they could. That money could be raised, and they would do it no questions asked. If they needed $11 million to hire Lane Kiffin from Ole Miss at Auburn, they could find that money. They have that money. It's no problem. The question becomes, is the coach worth $11 million? That is the question. Some people say, we love Lane Kiffin. He's great. He's the best coach since Johnny Vault record-wise at Ole Miss. Um, everybody else who is putting together a coaching list is going to put Lane Kiffin at the top of that list because he's a top five coach in the country. You would not be doing your job correctly if he was not at the top of your list. But my point is that anybody that wants to inform you that they could just come take your coach from you just because they want to, they can't. The SEC has become such a big monster and everything has changed. Everything's changed. And more than likely, the Auburn coach is going to come from somewhere outside of the SEC. I think the days of an SEC coach going from one place to another might be a thing of the past. Because of that reason, everybody can pony up. You're going to have to overpay for that move. So you can go get, let's say, Hugh Freeze from Liberty for $6 million a year, $7 million a year. And you don't have to pay that $10 million a year. You don't have to have that Jimbo contract, that Brian Kelly contract. You don't have to do that. Just my opinion. Anyway, huge game tomorrow night. Alabama and LSU in Tiger Stadium. Um, I'll tell you what I'll be looking for in that game. I'll be looking forward to see if Will Anderson and Dallas Turner can affect Jaden Daniels. That is going to be the big clue that this game is going exactly the way you think it's going to go. Should be a very big key. Um, I also, I want to see if LSU throws some screens with to keep Will Anderson and Dallas Turner under control. I want to see if LSU's defense does a good job against Jameer Gibbs. I don't know if they're going to be able to do really well against Bryce Young, but if Jameer Gibbs and Bryce Young go off. It's going to be really difficult to deal with that Alabama offense. So you'll be able to see exactly um, how you can how how the game will go based off of that. It should be interesting. Georgia and Tennessee tomorrow. Really looking for that game. Georgia's like a nine point favorite um, over the number one playoff team in the country. I think they're three overall, but number one on the playoff rankings. Should be interesting. I think in this situation, if Tennessee is scoring to try and keep up with Georgia, Georgia has the advantage. If Georgia has to score up to keep up with Tennessee, Tennessee has the advantage. 
I think that is the key that you need to look for. Also, um, things you need to watch for this weekend, Vandy in South Carolina. I think this is a game that Vandy can get. It took a miracle drive by Carolina last year to get the W. Also, Missouri and Kentucky. Missouri has gotten better and better and better. And this game is in Columbia. I, I would not discount the Missouri Tigers when it comes to that. Anyway, this has been a long episode full of hot air. You know, it, it basically is. I just I needed to get some stuff off my chest this weekend. Participate in the comments below. I may not be around to answer them, but um, participate and have fun. Talk. Um, but that's my feeling of why people really shouldn't get too worried about this coaching search. We have the ability to match whatever is done. Um, and, you know, happiness shouldn't be discounted. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available at this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the bye week. Just know that when we come back Monday, it's kind of officially on. It's time to do this. Anyway, take care.